Does pregnancy seem like an impossible goal for you? Have you been struggling with fertility, trying method after method to get pregnant, and nothing seems to be working? Do you ever feel like you don't know if you can have hope to get pregnant? Or do you wonder if you'll have to rely on an external method, such as donor eggs, to get pregnant? Infertility, unfortunately, is becoming more and more common. According to recent studies in 2022, up to one in eight couples will have trouble getting pregnant or sustaining pregnancy in their lifetime. And an estimated 9 to 11% of men and women will struggle with fertility problems. Infertility is becoming common, but that does not mean that it is normal. On today's episode, I'm joined by Sarah Clark, integrative health coach and founder of Fab Fertile Inc. Sarah is an expert in all things fertility, and on today's episode, we discuss the method behind Sarah's signature fertility coaching program and how they are helping their clients not only heal from infertility, but find the root cause of their infertility journey. Almost an entire year ago, I recorded this podcast episode with Sarah Clark and discussing what is causing couples to struggle with infertility. I myself had just gone through my own miscarriage just a few months prior and had reached out to Sarah with an interest in just having a conversation regarding pregnancy, fertility, and all things creating a family. And while I wouldn't say that my husband and I struggled directly with infertility, we definitely did have a miscarriage. And it was very interesting to me to find out that a lot of the things that Sarah does with her clients were the same things that I was taking myself through to help heal my body and prepare it for a better pregnancy the second time around. Coincidentally, as this podcast is releasing, I am now seven months pregnant, and it is very exciting for me to look back and just realize how true so many of our words that we shared that day between Sarah and I are true. So if you are struggling with infertility, gut health problems, skin problems, yeast infections, or just a lot of health problems that don't make any sense, I encourage you listen to this podcast episode and take in what we are sharing, take in the different lab testing methods and problems that Sarah's clients go through and overcome on their journey from infertility to pregnancy. I hope that you are encouraged and inspired today. Welcome to the Better Belly Podcast, where we find freedom from food restrictions, we increase energy in our lives, and we begin to feel more healthy and vibrant than ever by finding the root causes of our health problems. My name is Allison Jordan. I'm a marathon runner, functional medicine, health coach, certified craniosacral therapist, gut health nerd, lover of Jesus, and owner of Better Belly Therapies, a clinic based in Ann Arbor, Michigan, that works with both virtual and local clinics clients to help them achieve the best health of their life. I am here to walk with you on your journey to a better belly and a better life. We're going to go beyond popping a probiotic and just checking out our poop. In this show, we are going to go deep into gut transformation strategies that last for your entire life. If you are ready to feel your best, get ready to roll. You are in the right place. And just as a reminder, this information is not meant to diagnose, manage, or treat disease. Always consult with your own health practitioner before you make any changes to your health.
Well, today, you guys, we have on Sarah Clark onto the Better Belly podcast, and I'm really excited to have her on because um, she reached out to me a couple months ago. She is a fertility coach expert, and as you guys know, um, I have gone recently through my own first pregnancy and then first miscarriage and have been doing my own research into my own health. We've talked on the podcast, and we always are talking about digging into the root causes, not just scratching at the surface and really looking at these invisible hidden stressors that can be going on in our bodies and making our bodies, you know, do weird things with our skin, but also make them not super hospitable to getting pregnant. So Sarah, thank you so much for being on the Better Belly podcast today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Sarah, I always love starting out with asking our clients or our our guest experts who come on in your own words, what do you do and who do you do it for? Yeah. So we support couples that are on the fertility journey, typically more with female fat or infertility. So with low AMH and high FSH, uh, diminished ovarian reserve, premature ovarian insufficiency. And we, we coach couples, uh, we have access to functional lab testing. And so we then help the couples make targeted diet and lifestyle changes, which dramatically in, improve the chances of either getting pregnant naturally, or if they do need to go to the clinic, getting pregnant with their own eggs. Yeah. And I know a little bit about you, but would love for you to share with our audience from your perspective or just from your expertise, what led you to this work? Cause I know that you have a personal connection to it. Yeah, definitely. I have my own journey with, um, with fertility for sure. So I was, um, in my early twenties, my, my cycle, I had, um, an irregular cycle. So it came a couple of times a year. I had this weird fungal rash on my chest. I had acne when I had, you know, great skin in my teens. And then in my early twenties started getting acne and I started getting some yeast infections. So first line of defense went to see my, um, physician and was put on the birth control pill. So it went on the pill. Um, and you know, obviously the, 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 the cycle regulated, but it was falsely regulated and the acne got a little better, but not really. Um, and so then I had this life plan, wanted to get married at 25, have my kids at 28. So I got married at 25 and just before I turned 28, I'm like, I better go off the pill and, you know, get, get things rolling. Went off the pill and the cycles were still irregular. And, um, so went to, to see my OBGYN, she did some testing and that's when I was told I had premature ovarian failure or insufficiency as it's now called. And was told the only way I'd ever conceive would be by using donor eggs. And so I remember her like reaching up on her, her, um, her bookcase there, grabbing the, the IVF brochure and telling me off I go to IVF. And I didn't get a second opinion. I didn't get a chance to like think that some of those health issues I had were linked to the fertility diagnosis. I went straight to the clinic and got on a list for, for donor eggs. And we were lucky enough on the first fresh transfer to have our daughter and our daughter's 19. So this is like back in the day when you said donor eggs and eggs and people are like, I don't even know what that is. Now we have more like there's embryo donation and embryo adoption where I had someone on my podcast uh, who was talking, she actually had um, the, her children are one in three and she adopted the embryos and the natural siblings to those are like 13 or 14. So they've been waiting on ice for all that, all those years. So definitely more of that happening. Um, and then, and so then basically um, we wanted to have our kids close together. So at the, the one, the one year mark wanted to go back in. So I had two embryos left over, went back in, was super stressed to have the kids close together. And uh, my husband's like, Sarah, hold on. And I'm like, Nope, we're going forward. And so that didn't work. Then we got an, another list for a separate donor 
and went through the fresh transfer and we're lucky enough to have our sons or so our kids are, are 19 and 16. And really af after I had my daughter, um, my health took a nosedive. I remember having like nine colds in one year, every cold would, was, you know, went to a science infection. I thought it was a great idea to take antibiotics for every cold. Um, I started getting chronic bladder infections with peeing blood became, you know, took antibiotics for all the bladder infections, became allergic to a whole host of antibiotics. Um, the yeast infections were, were bad at that time. I had seasonal allergies. Um, I had um, vertigo. I had toenail infections, dandruff. I got every cold and flu that went, you know, went by me. Although if, actually, if you had a if I had a filled, filled a form out at that time saying, you know, how do you describe your health? I still would have said excellent because um, I didn't really consider myself a sick person. I was just a person that seemed to have all these infections. And I thought, okay, I'm going to go to the doctor and take antibiotics. It'll just take care of it all to the point there. And then the, the, the antibiotics no, no longer seemed to work. And um, at that point I was in years in uh, corporate HR and I um, decided to take a life coaching course and bring the coaching into the corporate environment. When I took that life coaching course, that's when I discovered uh, that I really loved health and wellness. I'm like, why am I, why am I here? Let's, let's look at health and wellness. And then I, I took a health coaching course and that's when I discovered I had these food sensitivities. So for me, I'm, I'm sensitive to gluten and dairy. Later found out corn, a few, laters, a few years later after that. I found out I had gut infections. And then really the underlying issue of all of this was chronic stress. And funny enough, I actually would have said I wasn't stressed out. So looking back, of course I was stressed out. That's a, a very you know, diagnosis to receive. And then, you know, with all those health issues going on, um, you know, a lot of chronic stress going on. And so um, really devoting my time to help couples with, you know, with a premature ovarian insufficiency or diminished ovarian reserve, like low AMH and high FSH, being told that donor eggs are their only option, getting, you know, knowing that there's an, another way to help them conceive. So that's how I came to help people with fertility. And it certainly was never on my grand plan of life doing this at all. Yes. I mean, and so much of what you shared just now is so similar to what our clients are going through. Other people who've come onto our podcast have gone through these like subtle things that are going on in our body that we just think aren't, oh, everybody goes through it. Everybody has acne. Everybody gets yeast infections or just like, or oh, I just take antibiotics for it, but that's never actually curing what's going on. Why is the yeast thriving in, our, in your body? Like what other imbalances are going on that are, is not, your body's not able to keep a healthy lower amount of yeast, you know, chronic UTIs are a common, you know, yeast infection, vaginal irritation and itchiness, or like pain during sex, like all these problems, these seasonal allergies. It's so frustrating that um, it's starting to change, but doctors don't really say like, oh, that's odd. Your seasonal allergies are getting worse. I wonder if something else is going on to you. <laughs> yeah. You're shaking your head like, no. And then something really important happens to you, or at least for your clients, like um, something, there's a breaking point where it's like, okay, there's all these allergies. There's all these things for you. You almost had like an aha moment, but I think for the clients you're working with, it's like, I want to get fertile. And now you suddenly realize there is way more down the rabbit hole than ever could have possibly be imagined. Absolutely. Yeah. Like many people, like they, they focus myopically like I did on the diagnosis and not look at the other healing opportunities that are going on. You know, it's never just the, 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 the fertility diagnosis. It's, 
you know, the mood issues, the skin issues, the joint issues, the digestive, the, the people are telling me, oh, by the way, I have an autoimmune disease. It's not, oh, by the way, I have an autoimmune disease and off I go to IVF. And I don't think anyone ever says to themselves, you know, IVF is how I want to then conceive my child. Like it's not, even though I say, you know, because typically you see your OBGYN and the first line of defense is if you're, you know, under 35, like trying, um, uh, trying for a year or over 35, trying for less than six months, um, they would then refer you to a fertility clinic and, you know, looking at the things structurally and making sure that things, you know, the tubes aren't blocked and there's other issues going on physically is good. But then what about, well, why isn't it working and all these other health issues going on? And those are typically ignored. And then people, you've got the epigenetic side of things where, you know, that can pay, I, I had Dr. Ben Lynch on my podcast on uh, get, I get pretty naturally. And he was talking about being having uh, infertility being passed on to the next generation. So if you haven't, you know, address the issues in you, you, you can pass that on. You can, um, you know, there's, there's just, you, you know, your postpartum health can be compromised because you haven't worked on your health. So to me, there's no, there's no negative side effects of you taking some time to focus on your health. And most people that come to me are like type A's, busy professionals, super impatient. They're like raring to go. And I'm like, you got to take one step back, like two steps back from one giant leap forward. And it can be because they're told you're too old. You had better hurry up. You know, there's only a certain amount of time that, you, you know, donor eggs are your only option. So it, it just instills this level of panic in people, which is completely, you know, unhealthy. I, yeah, yes. And that, yes, I really feel like even in our work, we focus on people who, who are really noticing their gut being their driving factor. I want my, you know, there's pain, there's discomfort, there's maybe embarrassment, all those different things. There's fatigue and they, they come to us, but ultimately doctors get us up in this like mindset of, um, you must be doing something wrong, or you only have one option, or you're stuck this way. You know, for you guys, you have to do IVF, and there's no opportunity for getting that deeper healing. So even if they get IVF, you're saying postpartum after IVF, they're still they're still hurting because they never dealt with the root cause. So there's like so we're doing ourselves such a big favor by looking into the root cause. Um, I also want to address real quick, you said, used the word epigenetics, and that's something we still haven't quite dug into in our podcast. So for a quick, um, I'd be happy to share something, but I'm curious, how would you describe epigenetics to someone when you're, when you're teaching that? Yeah, it's basically, you know, diet or diet and lifestyle, either on or off, just even if, you know, we made disposition for heart disease, cancer, diabetes, you know, maybe infertility in, in your family, but it doesn't mean that's what is, is you're, you're destined for. So you can make these, these targeted diet and lifestyle changes. And we, you know, use them with, with, with functional lab testing to be able to address the root cause. And that doesn't need to be your, your, your destiny um, because it's like, you know, your, the eggs that you have, the, it was like your mother's eggs. It was like a whole, like a whole lineage of, of your grandma, your mother, you, and now your daughter. And it's like, um, and so some of these health issues and, you know, our, our generations with all the stuff that's going on right now with in the world and things like that of, of, um, being exposed to certain things, like it's like the toxins and stuff we're exposed to. It's like, I don't know, gen generations are, sometimes not getting healthier, getting sicker. Yeah. So epigenetics is the effect of, 
of certain circumstances in the body, usually inflammation, toxins, things that are things that are negative to us will turn on or off certain genes, whether they're good genes, bad genes, and it's kind of like a light switch. And so when uh, functional health practitioners are really digging into, and what you do, what I do, uh, really digging in and saying, what is going on when we remove inflammatory processes by helping the liver decongest, by removing pathogens in the body, by helping the brain detox, what are all these different things, uh, by not having food sensitivities where day in and day out, exposing ourselves to, then the body becomes a much happier home for, for, uh, an infant, for a child growing, but also, um, helps our genes have the, you know, us keep off the genes we don't want off or don't want on and turn on the genes we do want. Um, and that's really the key. I think I'll throw this in here. If this is an aha moment, cause really we're trying to help people understand this thing that doctors don't talk about. But one of the things that functional health practitioners are also seeing is like with COVID that it's an illness and even the vaccine, it's an illness. It's a thing that's simply adding to the load of something already going on in someone's body. And then suddenly a bigger trigger has happened. And so for, for COVID it's triggering all these other autoimmune processes. And then for fertility, you know, we're, we're needing to remove the inflammation so that the body's a good host for being, um, pregnant. So I would love then for you to just describe in your own words, um, you know, functional testing, what is functional testing? Why is it different than other, other tests that maybe doctors normally would run? And what are you looking for when you do yeah, so, that? Yeah. Like we, we use like four different functional tests in our, in our mat, like a fab fertile method. So we include food sensitivity testing using blood. So we see many people coming in, they're like, Oh, I don't have a food sensitivity. I'd say like 99% of people do. So it's like your body mounts an immune response to your sometimes favorite food. If you have leaky gut or intestinal permeability. Um, right. and then also just like for myself, I think I've always had, like I've got non-celiac gluten sensitivity and we see that as a theme with the couples we work with, with gluten being off the chart. Um, having said that with that, with that, with food sensitivity testing, there's no, there's no perfect food sensitivity test. Yes. The gold standard is, 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 the, is the elimination diet. So we have people do the elimination diet and then we tweak it with food sensitivity testing and then perhaps um, an AIP diet, autoimmune protocol, but we, it's very individual. Um, there's a lot of confusion in the fertility side of things with generalized recommendations of fertility foods, like having, well, first of all, the one about having fries after your transfer, which trans fats and stuff. Um, you know, having a pineapple, but that can be have bromelain in it. So that could we people can be intolerant to that. So all these generalized recommendations, which may have been right for someone, but are they right for you? So we dig like into the minutia of diet, um, and really seeing, you know, what diet is right for you. Uh, we do hormone testing. So we're looking at the Dutch test so the dried urine test and seeing which pathways the hormones are going down using urine over the course of two days. And so that really, um, shows us where your cortisol, your sex hormones, your melatonin helps us develop a, a protocol uh, different from blood. So this is over the course of two days. We can see what's again ha happening with your hormones. And then we're doing stool testing, looking at the DNA of your stool. We like the GI map test. And we're looking like the majority of people we work with, there's something, either a parasite, a bacterial infection, a worm, a fungal infection. We see um, H. pylori being passed back and forth between couples. Um, so there's typically some sort of infection going on. Um, the majority of people we work with, 
And then the last one is the hair tissue mineral and uh, mineral analysis test. So we see this a lot where people have been on um, hormonal birth control. And when I asked, I, um, why'd you go on control pill? And many times it's not for prevention. It's because they had irregular periods, um, long, you know, absent periods, no ovulation, bad, you know, bad acne, whatever it may, may be. Um, and then they're put on the pill and then that can then predispose you to food sensitivities, gut infections, and then impact your body's ability to, um, absorb the nutrients. So you can eat this. Most people come to me, they said they're on the clean diet and they're eating a nice organic diet, but maybe your body is not absorbing it. So you're well fat fed, but malnourished. So yeah. we use those, yes. those. Yeah. We see those four, those four functional tests. We also do a blood chemistry review, not, not to diagnose, but to educate and really looking at full thyroid panel, you know, glucose, cholesterol, all of that, a really very comprehensive review, not to diagnose, but to see it all tells a story. So you have the test, the functional test, you have the blood chem, uh, we, for the, the, the male partner, we're doing a semen analysis review, looking at the semen analysis from functional levels for healthy, healthy semen, um, and then the health history. And so it just really like, because we're like, because people come to us and they're in a panic that the, like the, 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 you know, the testing really helps us give us that targeted action plan where they can start to see some, some really fast re results, um, and help target it. So they know exactly what it's for. So, uh, and most of these tests, well, all these tests, you're typically your conventional doctor is not, not going to talk about or, or do. And, um, it's, you know, functional medicine is like the future of conventional medicine and, you know, conventional, like you've probably talked about in your podcast, like a pill for an ill, where this is looking at the, the root cause and the testing helps to, to dial it all in. Um, but it's equally important. Like we take a very, we take a mind body spirit approach to this. So you can do the testing. We can hammer out the protocol. We can give you this, the supplements. It's equally as important to work on your mindset around, around stress and boundaries and, um, and working on mindset and the spiritual component of this, of really visualizing it working because many times people have been told like devastating diagnoses. They don't, they've given up hope they're in a very dark place. They may have lost faith. They may have, they lost touch with their intuition. So we believe in all of this, not all at once, but we layer it in, in a methodical way um, to have you and your partner to do this together. Yes. Now I love everything you said here. And I have, have a couple of questions off of it just to go back to the lab testing. Um, you just brushed by it. Um, but I would love, could you tell us more about birth control? Because, um, birth control is actually really devastating there. It's, it's not something if you like look up, I've even done, try to do research. And, um, just like, like if, if I asked Google, I've done, I know where to find stuff and where I get all my information, but if I just Google, like, why is birth control bad for you? I feel like it, even, even if I'm that pointed, it still doesn't give me results that are like really elucidating. And so, I mean, you just brushed it. It predisposes you to food sensitivities, leaky gut, demineralization. You didn't use that word, but like your minerals getting off balance because you're not absorbing things. Can you tell us more about why birth control does that? Yeah, it's really, um, I've interviewed uh, Dr. Jolene Brighton, who's the author of uh, Beyond the Pill. She's amazing. Here. That That's um, where I, that's where yeah. I have most of my information because she's done so much research on, it. I mean, she's the leading expert. Yeah, she has. Um, yeah, exactly. So she's, she's awesome. She's pregnant, I think for her. For her I know right she's so sweet. Um, or, or and she's actually, she's like, and her Instagram, she's all like, not too old, you know, makes a really big deal like that. She's, 
she, yeah, exactly. she would be considered too old by a lot of doctors and she just doesn't care <laughs> and is like, I'm healthy. I do what I need for my body. We'll, right. we'll put a That's link right. in the show notes for her book, Beyond the Pill. It's a really good book, but yeah. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. So basically um, it's just, it, it it's, why is this the, it's interesting because my daughter who's, you know, 19, she was having some, some issues with her cycle and I'm like, well, you need to do, you know, I was helping her with stuff and, and, and cause she doesn't do dairy or gluten. She had a lot of stress and things like that. And I'm like, she's like, no, I just want to go to the doctor and see what they say. I'm like, okay, let's go to the doctor and see what they say. We sat in, we sat in the room and they, he, he, she told him, you know, her, the doctor about the cycle. And he literally was like, oh, I'll just write you a prescription for the pill. And then she looked over <laughs> at me and went, oh, okay. She like didn't like, believe yeah. you. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And you're like, okay, see, um, but yeah, like the, uh, the, uh, fertility awareness method, like why don't like that, the, a good podcast to listen to is, um, a fertility Friday with Lisa Henderson, Jack, and she talks all about the fertility awareness method. So we know that we're not fertile, like the whole entire cycle that there's, we have, like, there's a window that we should let our, you know, we as women knowing our cervical kiss and our basal body temperature and tracking, tracking our cycles. And we don't need to have, um, this synthetic, to me, if there's a risk of stroke or death, like, you know, why am I, why is this the first line of defense? And, you know, the women, the women's liberation is saying the pill has really helped women, but you know, many people, many women go on and, and I, I ask them like, were you on the pill? And some of them can be on for five, 10, 15 years. And here they are. And when I asked them for the prevention piece, they went on because there was issues with their cycle. Uh, and then here we are dealing with uh, infertility stuff, not to say that everyone that goes on the pill is going to experience this. Um, but that's what I'm seeing. And then also with, um, what was I going to say there? Something. Um, oh, now I lost train of thought. Um, yeah. With, um, oh, darn it. It's okay. I lost Were you talking about, there. I mean, I had originally asked you why the pill oh, is. Oh, oh, I got it. Okay, you got it. Yeah, um, like the 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 um, anxiety and depression. Many times, people women can go on and they think then all of a sudden they've got symptoms of anxiety, depression, and then they're going on other pills to then you know antidepressants and anxiety medication to help with that. And then if we we tra trace it back, well, what happened? you know, when you went on the pill and they didn't, didn't agree with you. So it can cause a whole bunch of issues and, and, you know, in women's health and they can be dismissed. And so, um, yeah, as I say, it, it predisposes you to those, the, 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 the food sensitivities, the gut, you know, impacting the health of your gut. So, um, I don't know. I think it's something for us to look into and see if you're struggling with the, with infertility, to me, that was a huge clue that something has been missed for you. Right. Um, one of the, one of the things that I remember Dr. Brighton talking about with the pill was that it actually impacts your bile production. So both gallbladder function and liver function. And so she was finding that there was decreased amount of bile being produced and you need bile to break down proteins and fats in your small intestine. And so if you're not breaking those down, you're missing out on vital amino acids to make your neurotransmitters transmitters in your brain to make protein for your muscle to build so you can be strong. Um, so that that's already there is their mood and energy aspect. You need lipids to have strong cell membrane walls so you can have low oxidation levels in the body. And basically that can be everything from skin health, like wrinkly skin coming from oxidation in the body to, um, just in general, not being sick, having resilience in the body, having good cholesterol levels, all these things of having healthy 
fat and even fat soluble vitamins uh, and minerals that you need to absorb. Um, that doesn't happen if you ha don't have good bile. And then I, I actually have had several clients myself, cause again, we tend to get more of the something GI driving somebody. Um, I've had folks come in with gallbladder function dysfunction, or their gallbladder has been removed and we traced it back to it's their gallbladder started decreasing, like getting that pain when they were on the pill, usually in the first year of being on the pill. And now, you know, then they get it taken out and all this stuff. And so you're dancing around the problem of maybe why were they put on the pill to the first place? Was their progesterone low? Was there a pathogen? Like, was there estrogen high? Is their liver detoxing? And it would have been so much easier, but usually once they go on a pill, then you have to heal, do that healing from that as well. Cause now they don't have enough minerals or phospholipids and all this stuff. So, um, and then you guys are finding what is going on and you're starting, starting at ground zero and really building up. And I love that. It's so fun what you guys do, like the semen analysis, things that like, I mean, needs to be really specific to what you do. And that's one of the reasons we don't tackle fertility. We do find that all of our clients, uh, cycles improve when they work with us, but, but we're like, if it's really fertility, sometimes it's just better to go to a specialist. So it's really fun to have you on as well for that. Um, I would love now the other thing that I love that you said, and, um, I know you wanted to talk more about was the spiritual aspect of, of fertility. And you even have told me like fertility mindset, which I was like, I love that. Tell me more. Um, you, it just, now you said like, you guys help your clients maybe envision the, st the stuff working. Cause there's all the logical stuff. Like we can tell someone day in and day out you probably are going to have pathogens and all this stuff, but until the mindset's there, like sometimes it can be just downright scary and you don't want to take the next step. So tell me, what do you guys do to help? What's a fertile mindset and what do you guys do to help get someone that fertile fertility mindset? Yeah. So like we have people work with our, one of our, um, uh, practitioner and they also get a fertility coach so the fertility coach helps them implement the the protocol and it helps them get them you know get them out of their own way and that the mindset piece is actually um alice domar she's a harvard researcher that has studied uh, mind, uh, mind 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 body fertility for over 20 years and huh. has found that um yeah people in her group so um that have done like fertility yoga, looking at uh, meditation, cognitive behavioral uh, uh, restructuring. So re, re, you know, reframing negative thoughts, um, progressive muscle relaxation, journaling, even, even being in a women, like a circle of other women that are experiencing the same thing as, as them uh, within uh, six months, 55% of them went on to become pregnant. And then within two years, 95% of them became a, a, a parent somehow. So it's really important. That's just addressing the, the, the mindset. We didn't even look at any of the, of the, you know, the other issues, the bio, the biochemical issues. So mindset is really, is really key. Um, and also like setting boundaries around, I see a lot of people like a lot of overworking. So if you're working more than 50 hours, being able to pull back, delegate, our whole thing is how do we help you slow down, you know, hashtag self-care, but um, it is, and in and our welcome call, I'm like, how much research are you doing? Because I see a lot of women because it's a type A, you know, let's put the research hat on. That's what I get. <laughs> yes. And, um, and yes, which is good. I have a love of learning myself and I could, you know, go down a rabbit hole. But if you're spending hours a day researching this stuff, 
that, that we, we like people to swap that out for self-care yes. because, um, yes. that can be, you can research and you can find all these success stories and it's blah, 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 or, and then you start comparing the whole comparison trap. And then you can just feel even more overwhelmed, just exhausted by the whole thing of what do I do here? Diet, blah, 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 superfoods, you know, general recommendations. So the mindset piece is key. And then in our program, we include, um, so spirit babies. So she's a, she, she does distance raking. She's actually a, clair, a clairvoyant. So she'll do a session and, and like with spirit baby to see that you have you know, the soul of your baby is, is ready for you to come, to come in. And if someone's knowing that it helps with just this level of peace and trust and knowing, because we get, we start thinking in this panicky way. Whereas if we just knew it was going to work out, like, how would we approach this journey differently? And if, if someone doesn't, you know, jam with the, the spiritual side of like the spirit baby things. And we also have a consult with um, a more of a faith-based person where take like script, um, take scripture and really like dig into scripture and how that would help deepen your, your faith as you like lean on that during this time. So um, and this is all done with your partner. In the beginning, I was just coaching women and the, you know, the missing link. So we coach couples exclusively unless they're single by choice. So, um, it's doing this, you know, doing this together and a very, you know, holistic and, and targeted approach, including all of it, mind, body, spirit, again, not all at once we layer. Yeah, no, I mean, they, I, I think that is so important. And, and I, we've been sharing more and more on our podcast right now of like, I really think if I had just done a bare bones, like supplements and protocols and just do the thing and had never really dug into my mental health, my spiritual health, my mindset, really addressing my perfectionistic tendencies, as in those are very strong for me. I'm an Enneagram one learning about my personality in different ways that I can now say, like, I'm not just being driven by these things in my life, whether that's, you know, for, for your clients, it might be their doctors or their boss or their own expectations or their parents, things that they might not even be fully aware of, but they can start claiming that and say, I have boundaries. I have hope. I can take care. I'm allowed to take care of myself. I can trust somebody else to take care of me like you guys so that they can put down those hours of research and say like, these hours are now for spending time making healthy food or going for a walk or whatever they're learning, um, about themselves, journaling all these different things. And so, um, I just love, you know, even in your website, seeing, how collaborative and group effect you're really being for your fertility work. Like it is not a single layer thing and it, and it never has been. <laughs> so one thing I love for people to do when they come on the podcast is also just share, what are some of your favorite testimonials from clients that you've worked with before? And some, just like people you love sharing their stories. Yeah, cool. I have one where, like she said, when she came on, she's like, oh, I'd make a really great case study. And she did. <laughs> um, so, so she was told like, she had multiple failed IVFs and IUIs. She told that her eggs were her and came in like super type A, um, like busy, busy professional, kind of in like that scientific kind of brain. So she loved the testing. Her and her partner did the testing and um, found out she had like high sensitivity to gluten, which we see that again, the non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Um, she, we did the stool testing. She had like a lot of parasites, a lot of gut infections. Um, her partner was struggling with, um, some mood issues like anxiety. So he, he did the dietary changes. So they did the elimination diet, tweaked it with the food sensitivity testing. Um, 
we addressed the infections and, um, and then worked on mindset with her. She was a little bit resistant to that piece. Cause she was like, so go, go, go. And she was like exercising and biking and running and <laughs> all that stuff, which is, you know, it, we're, we're like basically do exercise to tolerance too much cardio can be sometimes not like, you know, detrimental. So to really, to see, like, if we're going to ask you to pull back and you're like, I can never do that. That's something for you to really dig into. So for her, she had to, she, she pulled back and then, um, yeah, within four months into the program, she was pregnant naturally. So it's, um, you know, sometimes it takes longer because we do like work with complex cases that have, there's been a lot of dysfunction for years and then yes. all the IVF drugs and all that kind of stuff. Right. So that, that is a, um, you know, an earlier success story, but, um, it's still, you know, she did the work, she was very dedicated, made, you know, made the changes and was able to look at all the stuff in her life and, and, you know, had her child. So, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, and that, that's a, that's a really big difference. Like she went from like being unhelpable, multiple IVFs, all these different things to like yeah. very quickly, like that's you, did I hear you right? Four, four months. Oh my gosh. That's great. four months. She was yeah, pregnant naturally. Yeah. I love it. And, yeah. and like, I, I've mm. shared stuff like that on our podcast. Like we will do all the testing. So we're not guessing, right. Test don't guess. And right. then we that's start right. a protocol that's like really complete. It's not just attacking one thing. Cause like what you guys are saying, like, you're not just doing food. You're not just doing, you know, pathogens. You're not just any, just mindset. You're like doing it all. And so that's what we do. Um, and a lot of our clients say in our average amount of time that someone notices a significant change in their symptoms is three to seven days. Now for all the other symptoms to change, oh, yeah. for it to be maintainable, all this stuff, like they were probably feeling really nice, like a lot better those four months. And then eventually, you know, pregnancy actually catches up. And so um, I actually curious, cause yeah, I haven't thought about this before, but you probably have, if clients coming in, they want to get, they want to become pregnant, but then they probably also feel like way better at the end of working with you. Is that something that is like shocking oh, yeah. to them? Or are they like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. Or what's that like for you guys? Yeah, it is because like most people, it's not a sick population that's coming to me. It's a population that's one wants to have their baby. And sometimes they don't know how poorly they're feeling until they feel awesome. I just did a review with my, some of my fertility coaches. And like one of them was just saying, oh, like one client has already has lost 12 pounds. The other, the other client has like lost 20 pounds in the first couple months. Um, so that from the weight standpoint, someone else just went in after two months of making these changes, went in and got her, her FSH level. It's never been so low. Her, they've seen like a 50% improvement in the, in, in her follicles that she's had just by making these changes in a short period of time. And then like people's energy, like people tell me all the time, it's like life-changing. That's why I'm like, so behind it. I'm like, so passionate about <laughs> spreading, spreading same with you, right. Spreading this message. You're like, guys, are you kidding me? Why does everyone not know about this? You know, and to have someone yeah. support you along, along the way, cause it can be like, look, I've been doing this for 10 years. Like I don't do dairy, gluten, and corn. And in the beginning I was like, what do I eat? This is horrible, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, um, and so there's been like years of looking at the diet piece and then the, the, the pathogen, the parasites, all that stuff. And then now I'm like working with a spiritual coach and I'm like digging into like my auras and my next lives and my intuition, my psychic ability, all this stuff, which is like, is it, so it all kind of links together. And the, the whole part of it is though, is you're very empowered because our, you know, the conventional medical system and with this case with IVF and stuff like that, like you are disempowered, you are like waiting, you are like told there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And, and you just sit and you sit there and it's financially, emotionally like depleting. You're like a number it's, it's, uh, yeah. 
the system, it's the business of IVF is nuts. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, and, and I actually, we just had a, we, I just recorded an episode that'll be coming out end of April. It'll be out by the time people are hearing this and it is on, you know, why our clients get such good results. And one of the things I say is we get them inertia. And when you go and see a doctor, there's this stop and start and stop and start and stop and start like waiting for that next appointment. And then like sort of getting a little change here and there. And, and really what you and what I, what we're both doing is creating that momentum, a front to end story of healing, um, that isn't missing anything. And, and, and it's not magic in the end. Like it's just, it's just built the way it works. So, so good. I it's, it's interesting to me also that you said, you know, the people who are coming to you are not sick, uh, which what I'm curious, and you said this earlier, like you would have said when you were sharing your story, you would have not said you were stressed. You would have not said you were sick. Um, if you could tell someone, I don't know. Yeah. If you, I don't know if there's like, I really want to pull this out. Like, what would you want to tell somebody who feels like they're in that place? They're like, I'm not sure if I'm that sick person. Like, am I really that sick? Or how do I know if I'm stressed? Like, what would you tell to either counsel them, comfort them, give them an aha moment? What are, are, what are there things you see are really helpful for your clients or just even from your own story? Um, something that you would like, just like a tidbit for those people who are listening. I think some of these symptoms we have are common, but they're not normal, like acne, like mood issues, anxiety, depression. I had irritability for years. I thought it was just a pain in the ass kind of person. Like I was irritable. It was my, you know, I had hormonal imbalance. Plus I had, plus I had, you know, I, I think I had a, a well, I know I had a, a gluten sensitive, like at the age of 12, looking in the mirror going, why is the, why are these dark circles in my eyes, which can be an indicator of a food sensitivity. So all these little weird things that we especially more women that can be dismissed. Like I'm just did a podcast interview with someone on breast implant illness. And we're seeing more women come to come to us who have had breast implants. And now there's, and now, Oh wait, my whole reproductive system has freaking shut down. And I've been told, you know, I will never conceive. And I'm like, has anyone talked to you about the breast implants that you have? No, those are totally safe. Like no one's been told. It's just, um, like that episode is shocking. So um, it is, it is, it is to know that you know your body best. A lot of times we get these diagnoses and we go straight to the RE. We don't listen to ourselves. Like don't let anyone dismiss you, say it's all in your head. It's not. Like there's there's clues going on and your body wants to survive and not and not procreate. So it 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 you know it doesn't put that in the 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 level of let's do that right now. So if that's that's the case for you, there's some things to do to to help the healing piece and um to not beat yourself up you know, to, to do the best you can and really ask for support is, is key. Um, and people on the fertility journey, it's a, it's a very unique set of triggers because really even seeing a child, like seeing a family being invited to baby showers, people asking you that seemingly innocuous question, do you have kids can just send you down a whole wave of pain, frustration, and, yeah. And it's not really talked about a lot. So to know, you know, to have people that are, that can sort of see your pain and help walk, you know, walk you through it is key. Right. I love what you said, common, not normal. And I, 
and, and we actually talk about this on our podcast. Like I I'll even say, especially normal, not normal, not healthy. Cause doctors will say your labs look normal, but then what is normal? Like everybody's sick. Everybody has these negative things, but that doesn't mean it's healthy. And so really redefining and it's, we're not, I think intuitively, I feel like, especially when I was younger, I intuitively felt like, you know, I wish all, I wish all my acne could go away. I wish I didn't have to be depressed. Like I have a, I was diagnosed with anxiety and depression at in sixth grade. And I really think that there was other stuff going on that was going on underneath all the, and so I got the counseling. I did some of the mindset. I mean, that stuff helped, like it's good to do that, but, but I, think it might've been a little easier if I'd had some food sensitivities checked out. You know, I ate really poorly, um, considering what I shouldn't have been eating. And so, um, really rewiring these things and, and starting to really believe that there is a higher self option out there and it's not going to be achieved by willpower. It's not, doesn't need to be achieved by just like it. And, and the other, really what I want to say is it's, if you don't have that right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, I do have all these things that are just like these low grade, you know, dandruff, acne, you know, indigestion, constipation, swinging to diarrhea, acid reflux, all these things that people just say, just take a pill and move on. Um, that doesn't have to be you. And it's not your fault. It's not your fault if, and and I'm, I'm sure that's something you would want to say too, Sarah, is like, it's not your fault. Like if you're not fertile, it's not because like you don't care enough or you're not trying hard enough. It's just really information. Absolutely. We, we blame ourselves, right? Sometimes people are like, they, yeah, they blame themselves. Yeah. Well, Sarah, I know some of our listeners would love to connect with you and just see more of what you're doing. Um, where is somebody, if someone wants to connect with you further, where can they go? Yeah, they can find me on Get Pregnant Naturally. It is on iTunes or Spotify. So you can check me out there, Get Pregnant Naturally podcast. Lots of people interviewing the functional medicine space, natural fertility and mind and, and mind body fertility. And they, they can also uh, download the fertility diet freebie. So they go to fertilitydietfreebie.com and that's a, um, a whole menu plan, grocery shopping list to dip your toe into fertility friendly foods, all free of the top allergens. Yeah. And then you also are an Instagram. You are fab fertile. So if anybody well, is Instagram, um, Oh no. Fab, fab fertile got hacked. I'm now <gasps> fab fertile Inc. I am my, oh. I, I have a baby Instagram. We have about a hundred people, hundred followers. So feel free to follow me, but yeah, I got completely hacked and, um, and, and done. So now it's fab fertile Inc. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had in my notes that you were, I hadn't, I, that must happen super recently. Wow. Yeah. Two weeks ago. So anyways, I had a whole week of melting down and then I, I had to move on. Wow. Somebody not fair. You are helping too many people for this to be a thing. Well, we're going to get you some more people to follow okay. you on Instagram. Fab for Inc. everybody. And even if she yeah. doesn't look like yeah. she has a lot of followers, it's not because she's not amazing. So, and then you have your That's podcast, nice. get pregnant naturally, and we will have a link in the show notes to the fertility diet freebie. So people can just get it real quick and get access to your guys's wonderful knowledge. Awesome. Well, Sarah, Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. Well, Sarah, it was great having you on the podcast. Thank you so much for just being with us, really hoping that our listeners feel encouraged that whether wherever they're in their health or their health, health goals, whether they're looking forward to being pregnant or just in general wanting to get healthier, just knowing there's there's other people who are doing this and it works. And every mm -hmm. everything we invest into our health, um, it doesn't get taken for granted. You know, it doesn't 
it, it all means something. Great. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. It is so weird to actually go back and listen to this a year ago before I got pregnant again, before before any of this had happened. Up until this point, we actually have a whole bunch of episodes that I've recorded on what my miscarriage journey has been like and getting pregnant. And so I've included in our show notes a link to episode 56, what I've been doing in my health since my miscarriage, as well as episode 39, which I mentioned in the podcast, why our clients get such amazing results. And episode 59, how to choose the best food sensitivity test for you. These are just some extra resources based off of today's episode for you to dig into. And in the meantime, why don't you go and check out Sarah Clark and the Fab Fertile team at Instagram at Fab Fertile Inc. Her podcast, Get Pregnant Naturally podcast and the Fertility Diet Freebie, which we've included all in the show notes. And speaking of maternity, while my maternity leave is coming up, I want to invite you to our Foundations Program waitlist. If you have been ready to get started in your health, or you know that you're going to want to start working on your health in this year in 2022, then I want to encourage you, join the waitlist. It is going to be used as soon as I start seeing clients again. We're going to be sending out a big email and sharing that the doors are open to the foundations program. So if you are ready to dive into your gut health, solve the root cause of these problems, stop guessing and actually have the best health possibly of your life, then I will encourage you and invite you, please do join the foundations wait list. And other ways that you can jump into all the goodness and resources is by subscribing to this podcast so you can catch all the episodes that are coming up. And if this podcast made you think of a friend, I want to encourage you to just take a screenshot and share it with a friend. Text it to them. Say, hey, I was thinking of you. I know you've been going through this fertility thing and this made me think of you. It made me give you hope. And so I cannot count how many times when I tell someone about the work that I do, they say, oh, I know someone who needs you. So send that friend a love note to their gut and to their belly a pregnancy and do us a favor and pass this podcast along to them. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a great week and remember our motto, miracles are immediate, but healing takes time. Catch you guys next week.